lot has happened in the NFL since the last time we podcasted. Let's see, episode 303, the Howdy Partner episode covering the AFC West, and wouldn't you know it, not even a day or two later, all hell broke loose. So, we need to get that covered. We need to take a look at a certain team in the AFC East. So, without further ado, welcome to the Doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, and still going over on Facebook. Have not been kicked off over there yet. Dennis M. Roy. How's everybody doing? Yeah, I know. I said I wasn't going to take a break, but uh, yeah, shit happens, and uh, sometimes I just can't get everything done all at once. Um just ton of shit with work, uh, just my own mental issues, whatnot with dealing with the whole Vegas trip and all that. Um, so my primary focus was to continue to focus on the free agent, uh, signings, trades, all that type of stuff, getting the depth charts, uh, completed, uh, staying up on them and getting into the, uh, NFL, the 2022 NFL draft spreadsheet, uh, which, as of right now, is fully updated through all the skilled position players. So we have quarterbacks, we have running backs, we have tight ends, we have wide receivers. They are all done. Now, there might be, you know, some things that are going to change. Uh, mostly, you know, kind of keeping up on the rankings for uh, the different websites that actually track the well track the NFL draft that do their own rankings for you know by positions, uh, Pro Football Focus, uh, and the you know usually I use like Bucky Brooks over on NFL.com like his top five at each position. Um, probably using Mel Kiper uh, for ESPN.com. He does his top five or ten. Um, I'm going to look into that, but. Um, I know I have access to that, so and I'll keep those updated up until I leave uh, for Vegas here in just over two weeks. Actually, Um, do the Arizona part of the portion of our trip before Vegas, but uh, yeah, everything's coming along nicely. The next couple of weeks will be focused on uh, the offensive line, and uh, my cats are going absolutely apeshit. I shouldn't have fucking sprayed that catnip. Um, the offensive line and then the entirety of the defense with the special teams in there. Um, that's going to be completed within the next two weeks. So uh, pay attention on that. I'm probably honestly going to focus on the offensive line first, uh, get them out of the way. Then, you know, it's entirely focused, you know, on the defense. So uh, doing that and <clears throat> going through the depth charts, using our lads, using pro football focus, trying to get the uh, teams completely set up 
the correct way based on all the moves that have been made. Um, and right now the NFC North and the NFC East are fully completed. Um, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't include the, you know, the salary cap numbers, which can change every other day. Um, those are all, those are all done. <clears throat> you know, those are done weekly when the updates go out. Um, so right now I am focusing on the NFC South, NFC West, and then I'm going to hit the East. So, and I did, uh, <clears throat> happen to mention, um, to a group of people that, uh, I will get through the NFC by this weekend and I'm hoping, I'm hoping I can find the time to get through the whole AFC and just have it completely done by this weekend and then to just do some little odds and ends updates. So, um, I'm going to have that stuff and then, cause I need to have this stuff all printed out before I even leave on the trip, uh, taking out to Vegas with me, the spreadsheet. I don't know. <laughs> Spreadsheets are a pain in the ass to try and actually print out and get a good printout to where it's not cutting everything off. So, um, whether or not I'm going to actually have that with me, uh, during the draft is, you know, it's, it's that's really kind of up in the air. Um, but, uh, for right now, I would probably say I won't have that out there. Uh, but I'll have it when I do podcasting from the hotels, uh, planning on trying to do a daily podcast, uh, whether or not that, you know, ends up being like 20, 30 minutes during that day. Um, that kind of is what it is. We're going to try and do some live video uh, feed from out there. Uh, so pay attention to that, especially if you're following on Twitter. And uh, we'll try and get that stuff sent over onto Facebook and Instagram as well. Don't know how well that's going to translate. But I do know for a fact we'll, we're going to try and have that on Twitter um maybe even on youtube who knows maybe we'll actually use that uh that stupid uh um uh god i think i have an actual doghouse fantasy football account over there um but i just couldn't get everything up i couldn't get anything uploaded last year when we were doing our zoom meetings and stuff like that so it's kind of i don't know i'm i'm stupid when it comes to a lot of this stuff that and kind of lazy with the video stuff the audio stuff is real easy to get going and do that but it is what it is um still trying to figure out and probably won't know until the day before the nfl draft what i can bring into the actual nfl draft to uh so paul and i can broadcast out of there um based on the plain simple fact that you know they don't want to have any type of quote-unquote professional equipment you know, can have an iPhone on there, can have my gimbal with me, but I don't know if we can have our micro, our actual wireless mics with. So, but we'll work with whatever we have <clears throat> and uh, put out a, put on a good show, just like we do. We have the last two years during the the whole COVID pandemic, so we're excited. Paul and I are really super excited. I know Randy uh, is really excited. Um, he's already pretty much informed me that he's going to be drunk. And he's going to give us our two cents while we're there at the draft. So uh, that's going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, and I'm sure nothing is going to absolutely go wrong at all while we're out there. But you know what? We're going to have a good time. Bunch of buddies out there. We're just going to have fun with it. Shit happens. Shit happens. So, uh, But without further ado, let's kind of get into what has happened here 
in the last week and a half, the big news type stuff. Um, so went through the AFC West on the last podcast, like I had mentioned, 303. And then, you know, something big happened, right? So Tyreek Hill traded from the Kansas City Chiefs over to the Miami Dolphins. And that was a, that's a big deal. That is a really big deal. Um, <clears throat> they had just acquired, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, <laughs> they had just acquired Juju Smith-Schuster, free agent from Pittsburgh. Uh, so we basically, I basically filled him in in a slot um, and then had, you know, McCole Hardman and, uh, and Tyreek Hill on the outside. And then he gets traded, and so now we had McCole Hardman, Juju Smith-Schuster, and who else is going to be on the other side? Well, they kind of put a Band-Aid on that uh, by stealing away Marcus Valdez-Scantling from the Green Bay Packers, um, which, you know, in in his own right, you know, he's not Tyreek Hill, but... um, He's a good receiver. He's gotten better each and every year. Um, hands aren't fully there, but um, and has you know injury concerns. But um, you know, overall, if, if you're if you're going to put a bandaid on it, you know, MVS as far as the free agents were concerned that were out there uh, was probably your best option for a guy on the on the outside. I was wondering if we might have seen Jarvis Landry finally, you know. He, end up in a landing spot here. Kansas City, though, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster in the slot, you know, that takes away um, the primary spot that Jarvis Landry is good in, right? So we like Jarvis Landry on the inside rather than the out. Now you could have flipped them both, you know, inside and out like the Dallas Cowboys were doing with Amari Cooper uh, and CeeDee Lamb. Um, But overall, probably it wasn't going to work out, right? So... So we have all these moves that have happened in the AFC West. Kansas City basically kind of, you know, going down in in the pecking order as far as, you know, who we think is going to come out of the AFC West. I mean, Marquez Valdez-Scantling doesn't really, you know, jazz you up. And God only knows, you know, they they signed Ronald Jones Jones II out of uh, Tampa Bay. And... That doesn't excite you either. So pretty much, I mean, right now, even if you look at running back, let's forget about the wide receivers. I mean, they they do need to get a wide receiver in this draft. We know this. So 29th pick, the 30th pick overall in the first round, you know, the back-to-backs, one of those is probably going to be a wide receiver. Um, But then at running back, all you really have now is you have Clyde Edwards-Alaire, now Ronald Jones, probably Derek Gore coming back because he's got that exclusive rights uh, free agents uh, tag, um, and then Brandon Knox. So it looks like Darrell Williams and Jarek McKinnon are probably out the door. Um, this is probably Clyde Edwards-Alaire's back, Alaire's backfield now. I mean, I if if Tampa wasn't going to trust Ronald Jones with that, with you know the majority of the carries there. They're certainly not going to do it here with Andy Reid. So Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he's going later in drafts. You know, believe the last time I looked at it, he was going like sixth, seventh round. I'll take a shot on him there. 
I sure as shit will take a shot on him there, especially if you're kind of backing off on your running backs. You know, you get your one big stud maybe in the first, second round, and then kind of wait, get your build up on your wide receivers, tight end or whatnot, and then grab yourself a CEH in there. You know, risk it for the biscuit. But um, Kansas City, man, I mean... I don't know. Their defense, I do not like their defense right now. Um, they're going to have to really focus on it now. They do have 12, 12 picks in this draft, so that's good. But, I mean, they're hurting at corner on the other side. They're hurting at corner on the other side of the ball. You still have an issue at linebacker, which we've detailed within the last two years that they just continue to have problems here. Um, whether or not Justin Reed can actually fill in for Tyron Matthew, that's a question. So a lot of question marks here. I mean, I'm not going to give Denver, I'm not going to give Denver, uh, Vegas or, you know, the LA chargers, the division quite yet. I want to see what happens in this draft, but Kansas city's in a lot of fucking trouble and they're going to really have to, uh, you know, rely on a lot of youth here so remains to be seen how how this all transpires but uh i mean in all honesty we're kind of wait and see mode we're still wait and see mode so while we're in that wait and see mode why don't we just skip on over to the afc east where uh one mr tyreek hill ended up in this miami dolphins offense it's like a completely revamped offense um Tyreek Hill slid him in over basically in the x spot for right now so you have Tyreek Hill on one side Jalen Waddle on the other and then we had talked about Cedric Wilson coming over from the Dallas Cowboys he's you know far and away he's going to be the slot guy um for the majority of it and then of course you know Mike Gesicki comes back on the on the franchise tag they go four wide you know, you're going to see, you're probably going to see a little bit of Gazicki split out wide. You know, that was kind of one of his arguments with the, with the franchise tag was, look, you put me more in a, in a wide receiver position than he did a tight end position. So I want to get paid wide receiver money. He hasn't really bitched and moaned about it nearly as much as, you know, guys have in the past. Uh, but that, that has been a topic of discussion that a lot of people have kind of, uh, uh, glanced over. Tua has his backup in Teddy Bridgewater. That's nice at the quarterback position. So, and then uh, <laughs> Miami, you know, it, it was fitting that Mike McDaniel came over from San Francisco to actually be the coach of the Miami Dolphins because, you know, Miami just basically has never really had a workhorse for the last few years. And then you get Mike McDaniel over from San Francisco. He brings over Raheem Mostert from San Francisco, Chase Edmonds, to go along with Miles Gaskin and Salvin Ahmed. Now, you know, of course, Patrick Laird's still there. Garrett Dokes is still there. But, I mean, this is pretty much, pretty much right now, as long as he stays healthy, it's Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds' show. Gaskin will fit in from time to time. You know, Salvin Ahmed is just there kind of as an insurance policy that they don't want to use. But, uh, yeah, this is this is going to be a rotational backfield. 
Mostert and Chase Edmonds. And they put they put some money into Edmonds too, so he's gonna see the field. He's gonna be more of the pass catching back. Raheem Mostert be more of the you know, early down hammer guy. So it's not gonna get better. It's not gonna get better. It just we just need to face facts. We've seen this shit before. It's just gonna continue to go on. But uh I mean, really the thing that we need to talk about is uh, this new revamped offensive line. So I believe on the last one we had gotten to talk about Connor Williams coming over uh, at right guard, or left guard, my bad, from the Dallas Cowboys. Then they spent a whole shit ton of money and brought Teron Armstead over from New Orleans, which, you know, even with his injury history is... It's a hell of a move uh, for Miami, who did need to focus on their offensive line. So right now, here's what you have. You have Teron Armstead, Connor Williams, Michael Dieter, Austin Jackson, and Robert Hunt. Austin Jackson is your weak link right now at the right guard position. Austin Jackson was moved over from tackle. So he's going to be a bigger offensive guard. Uh, with the additions of Armstead and Williams, if that line comes together, Jackson is going to improve at that at that right guard position. Now, they also could go after a guard in the draft, but <laughs> there's another problem, okay? So they only have four draft picks in this draft. Oh, where did they go? Well, where'd their draft picks go? They had five. They had five. Where did it go? Well, you remember I mentioned that Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle were, you know, listed on the outside. And Cedric Wilson was in the slot. Who's missing? Who's missing? That's right, Devontae Parker, who was traded to New England with a fifth-round draft pick. Uh, in return, the Miami Dolphins did get a third-round draft pick, but not until the 2023 draft. Okay, so we will get to Devontae Parker here in a minute. But um, I had talked about the, I had talked about it not on the well. Did I talk about it? No, I didn't talk about this on the podcast. Of course, I didn't talk about it on the podcast because Tyreek Hill happened afterwards. But what I would have said. Um, if I would have handled this before the Devontae Parker trade, was that with Tyreek Hill there, there was no reason to have Devontae Parker, and whoever was wide receiver needy um, would best be, you know, it would be in their best interest to go after Devontae Parker because they could get him probably for, you know, fairly cheap. A third-round pick in next year's draft, it's fairly, it's fairly cheap fairly cheap especially if he pays off so we move on to new england and um we take a look at the wide receiving core and you now have four guys who basically you know be the rotational main guys you have Devontae parker on the one side and you're going to have kendrick Bourne on the out on the on the opposite side of Devontae parker so Devontae parker at the x you know kendrick uh kendrick Bourne across from him in the Y. And so Nelson Aguilar will move, you know, move out from the outside. And I think what's going to happen here is I had him moved into the slot. 
Now, when I did this, and this is the whole reason why I'm really going through these depth charts now with a fine tooth comb, because some of these restricted free agents are getting are getting resigned. Very under the radar. You're not seeing any news on them. They're not popping up on the websites that are supposed to be fucking tracking this shit. Okay. So anybody who is still a free agent, I'm going back through and double checking everything now. Actually, probably at this point, this is probably the eighth, ninth, tenth time I'm looking at these guys. Okay. Very under the radar moves. Jacoby Myers did resign. It was not on the last update because I had not gotten to it yet. Um, I have fixed it now, but he signed for, God, $3.6 million, I think it was. So Nelson Aguilar and Jacoby Myers, I think, in if I'm, if I'm looking at it correctly or if I'm using my head as a coach, what I would do is I would split Nelson Aguilar and Jacoby Myers up in that slot. Nelson Aguilar is much better as a slot wide receiver than he is as an outside wide receiver. Most of Aguilar's success has come in the slot. So that's just kind of where I'm going to put him as, you know, this makes the most sense. So New England has improved um, their offense a bit. I do still think that they will take a look at another wide receiver, uh, probably through the draft. But I doubt it's going to come in with that first-round draft pick. I think it's going to probably be that second- or third-rounder. Uh, that they do have. Now, more than likely, I think if they do do that, if they do draft a wide receiver like that and he actually shows up and he actually does something, that could spell the end of Nikhil Harry finally. Now, they've tried they've tried talk and trade with him. Um, they've talked this, you know, whole roster cut, uh, maybe put him down to the practice squad, but they've never done it, right? This is Nikhil Harry's last year. So even if he makes the team, I don't know really what kind of an impact he's really going to have, um, if anything. So <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I, I, <laughs> there's no way they're going to trade him. There's no way because they're going to have nobody who's going to take him on. Why would you give up a draft pick for Nikhil Harry? Why would you? Why would you even bother? I don't know what's wrong. He had a good offensive coordinator to work with in Josh McDaniels and just never got it done. So it is what it is. I think with Devontae Parker being in there, that definitely is going to spell the end of Nikhil Harry, uh, at least at this time, to try and get a spot on this roster and do something. So we move on. So what can we do now? What can we do now? Should we go through each division? Should we take a look and see if there's anything special? Anything special that has gone on in here? Uh, let's take a look at the Chicago Bears. Nothing of real, uh, anything much. Um, um, I guess the signing of Dan, uh, safety Dane Krushank is like essential to the Chicago Bears. I found that absolutely fucking hysterical. Uh, being a Packer fan, that I was just like, all right, well, if you want to ride with that, uh, go right ahead, and I will laugh the entire time. Uh, moving on to Detroit, 
Um, I think Detroit's actually doing a really good job this offseason, really good offensive line. Uh, you know, they re-signed Josh Reynolds. They have the second-year guy in Amon Ross St. Brown in the slot. They brought in DJ Chark on the outside, should be the X receiver. And then you still have that plethora of running backs. This is an interesting team. It's a really interesting team when you really look at it. You look at and, and this, the Detroit Lions is one of the reasons why I like doing the depth charts the way that I do them with the you know coloring in for pro football focus rankings because I I'm not going to give you the numbers because come on I'm the one who's paying the 200 bucks you know what is it 150 200 bucks for the year for the site um, I can't give you that they get pissed they get pissed um, but moving on to the defense um, I kind of like some of the moves that they're making. I mean, at least bringing in, you know, Mike Hughes, Chris Board from Chris Board from Baltimore, uh, Mike Hughes from Kansas City, who's one of the reasons why they're uh, Kansas City is really going to struggle at corner. Um, and it's kind of funny because they had Mike Hughes um, on our lads. They had Mike Hughes, <laughs> actually pro football focus and our lads, put Mike Hughes over on the, on the uh, left side. If you're looking at the depth charts, they put it where where Amani's at. I'm not <laughs> Aruwari. <laughs> um, they had Mike Hughes over there, but I think because Mike Hughes did as well as what he did in the slot, Detroit would be better um, better off just going ahead and using him in the slot. You use Jeff Akuda on the outside. Now they had Akuda. Um, in the slot. Well, guess what? That's your fourth round overall pick from a couple of years ago that needs to be on the outside. If he is going to succeed, it is going to be on the outside. So you got Akuda over there, and then you have Amani on the other side. And I think that's the winning, the winning formula. Now they do need, uh, they do need help at inside linebacker. They brought Gerard da- uh, Jared Davis over from the New York Jets. I don't know why. Um, maybe they think that he's going to work out here. But so you have Dave- Davis, you have Alex Anzalone in the middle. That's a real big weak spot. That's has been a big weak spot. You know what can you do against Detroit? You can run the ball up the middle. So Chris Board. I think can take one of those spots um, here. Now I do have them. I have them backed up a little bit. I'm just kind of letting it play out, see what happens because there's guys that can get cut before training camp as well. So I want to see if Chris Board just continues to make it up the depth chart. Now Will Harris over at the free safety position. Um, that is a spot that they're going to improve. So I would like to see them. You know, with their draft picks, they have nine. So I don't see them using, you know, the 1.2 on there, but the 1.32 at the very end of the draft, I can see them using that. I can see them doing something with that. So um, that one I'm going to keep an eye on. I think they go for safety there, uh, definitely for sure. Um, 
1.2. They could back off of there too, and they could probably drop down and get a get themselves an extra pick and get themselves a corner. Um, that would be my guess at the very least. Green Bay Packers, uh, we just know it's wide receiver, right? So I do expect them to take a wide receiver with one of the two first-round draft picks. Now, what else could they go after here in the first round? I think what they could end up doing is if one of them stud tackles comes down, offensive tackles comes down here, I think they grab themselves an offensive tackle. Does that mean that Elton Jenkins is going to move out from right tackle? No. I think what they could end up doing um, is moving him right into right guard. The Packers historically um, look for guys that can play both at tackle and guard positions. They like to have those versatile offensive linemen. That, that's been a Green Bay Packer thing for years. That's been a thing since Ted, since Ted Thompson was there. Uh, it's been a th- thing since Ron Wolf was here. So um, outside of that, the only thing that I can see that they might go after, uh, they did pick up Jerron Reed, D-tackle, out of Kansas City. So I think they're set along the defensive line. The only other spot that maybe they would take a shot on something is that inside linebacker in trying to improve upon where Chris, Bar- uh, Chris Barnes is. Um, that would be about the only other thing. I think they really like Darnell Savage, you know, with, paired with Adrian Amos in the safety spot. So I don't see him going for safety. I think be inside linebacker, quite possibly a versatile linebacker that can flip in and out. That's quite possible. But Green Bay, 11 selections. You know, they got two first rounds, two second, a third, two fourths. So you can find some capable guys who not only start, but can also fill in uh, rotational spots, rotational roles in there. Now I've said I said it too with in the um, if you go actually go through the wide receivers on the draft spreadsheet, there's a couple of guys in there. Um, I'm not going to give it away. We'll go over it. Um, I'm hoping I'm going to get through it this week, uh, go through that draft spreadsheet. We'll take it pos- position by position. Um, but there's a couple of guys who can fall into the second round, into the third round. There's a couple of guys who could have been first-round draft picks. But because of injuries, because of injuries, because of injury concerns, they're dropping. So you're going to get a hell of a value on players um, that can actually be a number one wide receiver or a number two wide receiver for years to come. And if you're able to get yourself a guy who can be a number two for years to come, even if you get that, let's not even say you get a stud. You get a guy who can be your number two, that's a huge win. That's a huge win. We talked about that with T. Higgins uh, not last year, but the year before, where everybody was shitting on him, right? Well, he can't be a number one wide receiver. Yeah, well, if he can be a fucking hell of a, a um, great number two, it's a win, especially if you pull him out of the second round. Come on. You're going to take that all day, every day. And what does T. Higgins do? He performs, especially right alongside Jamar Chase. 
You don't always need the number one. Get yourself that number two, and your offense is going to be just fine. So when now we move on to Minnesota. Let's take a look at Minnesota. Minnesota actually built up a little bit on their offensive line, um, which was good to see from them. Um, I think they're good at tight end, not great. I mean, you got Irv Smith Jr., and then they brought in Johnny Munt, who is the blocking tight end from the L.A. Rams. Um, So, you know, Super Bowl champion Johnny Munt is in Minnesota. All right. They're really good at wide receiver. Um they got good depth. Now they could look for a guy. They they can look for a guy to replace Adam Thielen at some point. They don't need a guy who can start today. They just need a guy who can start at some point. Now they have eight picks overall, uh, a first, second, third, fifth, two, uh, three sixes, and a seven. So they're going to need to get that wide. If they get that wide receiver, it's going to be within uh, probably that second or third round. Uh, but they do still have needs over on the defensive side. They have made a lot of good moves, though, uh, for that defense. So, you know, they brought in Shannon Sullivan, uh, who can play the slot uh, corner spot for them and replace Mackenzie Alexander. Uh, but that is still a spot that we can attack, so just continue to monitor that one. Um, and they also did bring in the uh, Zadarius Smith, the outside linebacker. They are switching from a 4-3 to a 3-4. I've done this also with the Bears, where they switch, where they were three four last year. Now they are four, uh, predominantly four three. They switch, you know, to a four three to a three four. They're dominantly four three. Now Minnesota is going to be dominantly a three four with a switch in. Okay, so that's why they went after Zadarius Smith. They got him at outside linebacker. I think Everson Everson Grissom Griffin. Uh, he's completely going to be gone. Uh, you're going to see Daniel Hunter standing up a little bit more because we have him at, at the other outside linebacker position, so that's going to be really interesting. Uh, Daniel Hunter, really, really good. Now, this defense on paper looks a hell of a lot better than it did last year. They did resign Patrick Peterson, so he is back. you got Cam Dancer on the other side. I do still think they need some a little bit better rotational guys in here, but they did bring in Nate Harrison from Denver. So they recognized what their weakness was and they attacked it, right? So Minnesota doing their thing, doing the good, doing a really good job of fixing their mistakes. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, they have nine. They have nine selections. They're going to be looking for offensive line depth. Uh because I don't know if you can have Terrence Steele starting now at the right tackle position. I just don't know. I just don't know. I don't think you can do that. Uh, fell a little bit with wide receiver. Now you have James Washington here instead of Amari Cooper. I have James Washington listed in the slot, but we know that, you know, what happened last year. We talked about it even earlier. CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper switching inside and outside, that's going to continue to happen here. You're going to see Gallup and Washington switch as well. Okay, C.D. Lamb needs to step up. He needs to become the wide receiver one that the Dallas Cowboys desperately need. Um, You know what else they need? They need a new kicker because um, Chris Nagger, Nag-R, 
is their kicker right now. And we know that he is not that good, so they need to get, they need to go get themselves a kicker. Um, I did not list this. I had not listed this yet as under the needs because um, I'm still kind of dumbfounded that I'm actually going to have to write in here that uh, a team needs a kicker. But um, if there is any team that is going to go ahead and draft one and draft one probably early, it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys. So moving on to the defense, they have made a couple of moves on here, one of them being that they re- finally re-signed Leighton Venerish. Uh, should have him playing a little bit more at the middle linebacker spot. Micah Parsons on one side, Luke Gifford on the other. Uh, Luke Gifford is going to be the weak spot, so they need to address that. Uh, Dante Fowler they brought in, outside linebacker from Atlanta. He's going to be putting his hand down on the ground, um, standing up you know, from the defensive end spot across from Demarcus Lawrence. So they've at least tried to address... Um, you know, the loss of Randy Gregory, which is good. Dante Fowler in the right defense, you know, can be good. He's worked with Dan Gwynn before. So that is something that we can't, you know, can't really look past. He's worked with Dan Quinn before in Atlanta. So he knows this defense, should succeed in this defense. Dallas hopes he succeeds in this defense. Moving on to the Giants, uh, Giants did a little bit of work. They brought in uh, for their offensive line. Uh, they brought in John Feliciano, Max Garcia on free agent contracts. They also brought in uh, Mark Lewinsky. So they have three new starters in there. Uh, Matt Pert right now is your right tackle because Nate Solder is an unrestricted free agent. Um, but I would expect them to probably address that spot with either that 1.5 or 1.7. They're going to have to do it again. You're going to have to. You just have to. Um, Running back probably wouldn't be addressed until, say, second, third round uh, for this class. So, But they have nine picks overall for this year. Um, This is Daniel Jones' last hurrah if he can't get it done this year. He's as good as gone. It will be interesting to see if they do draft somebody uh, behind Daniel Jones uh, with both Mike Lennon and Jake Fromm hitting free agency. That leaves them Tyrod Taylor, who they brought in, uh, competent backup, and also Brian Lewerke and Davis Webb backing, uh, backed up behind Tyrod Taylor. So wide receiver, they should be pretty fine. They are deep at wide receiver right now. Um they brought in. They also brought in Richie James uh, from uh, San Francisco, and then brought Robert Foster uh, from Dallas. So they're deep. John Ross. They didn't even resign John Ross the third. They didn't resign Dante Pettis. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with this wide receiving crew. Defense is where they do definitely need um, some help in here. Uh, middle linebacker. You know, the interior linebacker spots are are the main needs here. Uh, they could use a new uh, outside linebacker, so look for an edge rusher to possibly get drafted here. Um, and overall, I mean, your, start, your two starters on the outside at corner are fine, but, you, I mean, you could upgrade from Darnay Holmes in the slot or even Julian Love at the strong safety position. Um, 
So a lot of those picks I think you're going to see going towards the defense and not so much on the offense. That's why they kind of work, reworked the offensive line through free agency. I think that's they're going to focus on the defense uh, in 2022, and then they'll kind of work off of that and see what happens for 2023. Philadelphia, 10 draft picks, three first-rounders. Jesus. They're going to be good. Um, so the main need, I think, that they would, or at least something that they'd like to solve is a guy uh, across from Devontae Smith. Now, they did bring in Zach Pascal, but I think he is going to take over that slot position from Quez Watkins. Uh, Jalen Rager, on the other side, just is not getting it done. I think they kind of move on from him. What I'd like to see them do is, if they're going to do anything, get one of them bigger you know, bigger wide receivers. Like I said, you don't need a wide receiver one. You just need a wide receiver two. You need somebody who can kind of be more of your possession type receiver, and you can let Devontae Smith be kind of the little high flyer guy. Um, you know, let him set free. So I think they're going to go for a bigger wide receiver here with one of these picks, probably that 1.19, that 1.16. Well, I mean, you get to 1.15 too. So you get the 15th and 16th overall and then the 19th. So somewhere in there, if there's not a wide receiver drafted um, before them, they can have their pick of any guy in there, any of them, any of them. Uh, looking at the defense, they're actually set pretty well. <laughs> Kayvon Wallace probably needs need to be need to be upgraded at the free safety position, but uh they're pretty good. They're just going to probably build depth, especially at that linebacker position. Now they did bring in Kazir White uh, from the Chargers, so he'll fill in with TJ Edmonds and Christian Ellis. So they are going to be pretty good defensively. At least they should. Now they could fall completely flat on their face like Washington did last season. Um, wouldn't surprise me at this point. But speaking of Washington, the uh, Cobra Commanders, uh, six uh, uh, six picks in this year's draft they did we talked about this before that they traded for Carson Wentz don't know why um offensive line looks pretty good they brought in Andrew Norwell from Jacksonville Jaguars so they're pretty good there it's gonna be curious to see if they try to use another pick on a wide receiver um I don't know if they've actually soured on Diami Brown uh I like the kid but I did I and they've they've tried to have him across from Terry McLaurin, but they may try to find a true number one uh, wide receiver and have Terry McLaurin kind of be the number two guy. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me to see them uh, bump Diami Brown down with a new fresh pick this year. Not to say that Diami Brown sucks, but I'm just saying. Diami Brown can also play on the inside. He could play in the slot. He could take over for Curtis Samuel if they want to say goodbye to him, too. Um, on defense, they look pretty good outside of um, their linebacking core is just horrible. So I think that's where they're going to really attack with a couple of those picks. Uh, they need to improve from Benjamin St. Justy and Danny Johnson there in the slot. I think William Jackson can bounce back if as long as they get better linebacking play. Um, you know, somebody that can rush in on the inside here between the D tackles. You know, you got Chase Young on one side. You got Montez Sweat at the DN positions. 
they really need a high flying linebacker. They need somebody like Parsons in there um, to really disrupt stuff. And then I think you're going to see William Jackson the third kind of bounce back to what he looked like when he was with uh, Cincinnati. NFC South got nine picks for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they seem to be happy with their offensive line. Uh, they keep re-signing guys to uh, extensions. So, uh, But for this team, and since last time, they've added another wide receiver. Actually, two. Actually, two. They added Auden Tate, and they added, and they added Demir Bird. <laughs> I mean, I think they're set. I don't know what everybody's bitching about. No, they're absolutely not set. They need to get a wide receiver here. Um, the only problem is, is you're not going to get them. You're not going to probably use that eighth overall pick on a wide receiver. So they'll end up using that pick on uh, on a defender, and then they're going to have to hope that maybe with the next two picks in the second round, either the forty third or the fifty eighth, that uh, they're going to be able to get a wide receiver in there. Now, if you do do offense, you're probably better off using that earlier earlier second-round pick on the wide receiver. You could use the later second-round pick. If Brees Hall is still there, he would be a candidate right in there. Um, probably be for that second-round pick. That second second-round pick, the 58th overall, that might be a Brees Hall spot. That might be a Brees Hall spot because I don't know if they're going to get him with the third with the two third rounders. So if they really want to build up that running back that running back core, they're going to have to get Brees Hall in the second right there. You heard it here. You heard it here. Probably fifth. <laughs> I'm never going to say that I'm first on it. It's probably fifth. Um, on the defensive side, they need a, they still need a lot of help. They're really good. At, they're now they're really good at corner. Because you got AJ Terrell, you got Casey Hayward on the other side, and then Kendall Sheffield in the slot. I think they're fine there. They re-signed their safeties, so I don't think they're going to be looking too much into that. They brought in Lorenzo Carter as an outside linebacker, um, Deion Jones, and then they haven't wanted to re-sign Darren Bates, who's more of a backup. Um, so you know you can't really buy into his elite ranking. And I am doing the air quotes for this one. So uh, they definitely need inside linebackers. They could probably use two in there. Uh, they're going to need a nose tackle. I don't know if they're going to be happy sticking with Mike Pinnell. Uh, they also don't seem to want to re-sign Jonathan Bullard at their D-tackle slash DN spot. So um, I doubt they're going to stick there with John Kaminsky or Anthony Rush, either one of those guys. You're not going to move over Marlon Davidson. You're not going to move over uh, Taquan Graham. So you need a guy opposite of J.D. Garrett, so you either need a D-tackle or a defensive end who can handle both positions of D-tackle and D-end um, to fill in that spot right there. Then you wouldn't really need the nose tackle. You could have Pinnell there. You could just focus on getting him backed up. Moving on to Carolina, uh, six picks overall. They've kind of rebuilt their offensive line a little bit, bringing in Bradley Bozeman and Austin Corbett. Uh, but they could still look at offensive line in this draft. They are definitely the candidate to go after a quarterback, uh, which we know. 
Uh, don't think they're going to do anything at running back unless they finally decide, uh, or if they're actually able to, I should say, trade Christian McCaffrey. On the defensive side, they look pretty good. Now, they did bring in Damian Wilson from Jacksonville. Uh, so even though he's rated you know, kind of low, they're, gonna stick, they're probably going to stick with him. Um, they did bring in my, Matt Ioannidis from Washington, so he might take over for Bravian Roy at D-Tackle, um, but you're going to need you're going to need some backups in there. I don't know if they're fully happy with C.J. Henderson on the outside or on the inside corner spot, and I also don't know what the recovery has been for J.C. Horn, uh, corner on the outside. Now, he should be back. But we'll have to wait and see how he looks, and hopefully, he's, you know, he's joining in on OTAs. If not, he'll be back for training. He should be back for training camp. Uh, New Orleans seven draft picks. Uh, they need a lot of help. This is almost a complete rebuild here. Um, they they need help along the offensive line. We know they need a new offensive tackle. They probably could use two. Um, but they do need help along the offensive line, so they're going to work there. Now we have Taysom Hill moved over to tight end, so they don't really have a tight end need because now Adam Troutman's fucked anyways. Um, but it is kind of surprising that uh, they hadn't resigned Deontay Harris. And you know what? As I'm recording, I'm actually going to type in Deontay Harris and see if I missed anything. Um, usually, let's see. Deontay Harris. Oh, they did assign a second-round tender. Oh, he is resigned. Deontay Harris is resigned. So I think we have our wide receiving core now. Um, as long as Michael Thomas comes back, we have our wide receiving core now for uh, New Orleans. So we should be good to go there. I don't see him actually going after wide receiver. Uh, if they do anything on the offense, it's, it's to rebuild to do what they can to rebuild the offensive line, and mostly that's going to be at left tackle, uh, which they can do with the 18th overall. Um, on defense, we did have uh, strong safety Malcolm Jenkins did retire, and we lost Marcus Williams, the free safety, to Baltimore. Uh, so they did bring in Daniel Sorensen from the Kansas City Chiefs, who lost another defender, um, and then he had Marcus May come in, um, <laughs> he came in from New York Jets. I gotta find it, idiot. He he got traded. Uh, according to my charts, he got traded from uh, the New Orleans Saints to the New Orleans Saints. So that's not right. Um, so they should actually be pretty good on the defense right now. I haven't gone through it. They just really need some depth. Uh, they need to work on where uh, Quan Alexander is and they need depth so Quan alexander at one of the linebacking spots they need an upgrade there i don't know if zach bond can actually fit in there he's been kind of disappointing but they might go with him they might honestly go with him uh but mostly depth on the defensive side um is warranted here so they might go after a wide receiver i don't know if they're going to get anything they could look at a quarterback, too, if they're not 100% that they're going to stick with uh, 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 Jameis Winston there. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Tampa Bay Buccaneers pretty much got the whole line back together. Um, 
outside of Allie Marpet, who retired, you know, moved up Aaron Stinney in there. So that's their weak spot along the offensive line that they need to work on. Uh, Godwin should be back by training camp, but that's we still don't know. They're not settled yet at tight end. Rob Gronkowski is still an unrestricted free agent. You have only Cameron Bray and Cody McElroy uh, there now because you had um, O.J. Howard go to Buffalo. They did bring in Russell Gage, so he should definitely fill in the slot role. That'll keep Chris Godwin mostly to the outside. He'll split in from time to time. Um, and then on the defensive side, still got a lot of unrestricted free agents on here. Now, again, I'm going to have to go through here, but you're looking at D-tackles, D-ends, uh, uh, outside linebacker to fill in for Jason Pierre-Paul. Now, they did have – they did – um, they do have Joe Tryon. They could move him over there. Um, we know the injury concerns at cornerback, so they would be wise to actually go ahead and uh, go after some you know guys that can back up in there. But I mean, you're talking six six draft picks overall: one first, one second, one third, one fourth, and two sevenths. So if they're going to get anybody that can actually play. It's going to be within those first four picks. So now we get the south. Let's take a look at the west here real quick. Oof, oof, we're running long. And WrestleMania is on. God damn it! I'm not a big, I'm not a big wrestling guy, but I will pay attention to, uh, I will pay attention to WrestleMania, especially since it only cost me like four ninety nine for Peacock, and I got WrestleMania for nothing. So that's great. Uh, but Arizona. It's doing a pretty good job. Um, they did bring in Will Hernandez from the New York Giants. He should fill in behind Josh Jones at the right guard position, but it's quite possible he could take that spot there. Um, they're pretty much well set everywhere on offense. Uh, I did list wide receiver running back as being two needs um, because right now, as of right now, you'd have DeAndre Hopkins, Antoine Wesley, and Rondell Moore as your wide receivers, and that is not no, 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 no. So eight eight selections. They should go after a wide receiver and a running back in there. On defense, you're probably, yeah, you're looking at nose tackle right there because I don't think Rashad Lawrence is going to cut it right there in the middle. So Rashad Lawrence, corners, corner, 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 corner. That's what they'd really need to focus on there. Moving on to the LA Rams, eight selections in this year's draft. They brought in Allen Robinson. So as of right now, it is Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, of course, in the slot. Line up on the outside when they go two, but they like to go three. Um, and then Van Jefferson on the other side. Odell Beckham Jr. still not re-signed yet. Um, offensive line is okay, except where Bobby Evans is lined up at right guard. They need to work on that. Now they could, what they could do is they could go after an offensive tackle. Well, they're not going to, no, 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 no. They're not going to get a left tackle. They only have a third. They start with the third, a third round pick, a third, fourth, fifth, uh, three sixes and two sevenths. So they're not really getting anybody who's going to be a truly capable starter, except maybe with that third pick, they could get an offensive guard in there. But, um, Running back, they should be fine there. Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, and Jake Funk. Uh, let's take a look at defense. Well, they don't have an inside linebacker spot that they need to fill now that they brought in Bobby Wagner from the 
Uh, Seattle Seahawks. They do need a punter, though. They don't have a punter currently. Um, safety, they're going to have to attack. Um, with those sixth and seventh rounders, they're probably going to attack backups for corners. Um, that would be my guess there. So we'll just go ahead and move on. We'll move on to San Francisco. Nine overall draft picks. Uh, no first rounder starts in the second. So you got Brandon Ayuk and, and Debo Samuel on the outside. Um, switch off between Juwan Jen- uh, Jennings and Ray Ray McLeod in the slot. Uh, so there should be pretty good there. Offensive line, they should actually start rebuilding some of this for the future, build up some depth. Um, would make sense. Running back, of course, eight, five running backs is probably not enough for uh, a Kyle Shanahan offense, so I would expect them to go after another running back. Moving on to their defense. Uh, let's see, I have D-tackle corner and outside linebacker. So, yeah, they're still they're still really hurting that corner. I don't care with Traveris Ward coming in here. Um, even with keeping Emmanuel Mosley and Diomorda, uh, <coughs> Diomorde Lenore in the slot, they still need help at backups in there. Uh, they brought in George Odom to fill in. Uh, at the strong safety position from Indianapolis. So I, that should spell the end of Jakiski Tart. Uh, Jimmy Ward at the other one. So they are pretty decent at safety. So a lot of backups in here. A lot of backups will need the need depth guys. That's pretty much uh, what San Francisco should be going after. And then we look at Seattle Seahawks to finish off the West. Um, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Freddie Swaim. It'd be interesting to see if indeed one of those two wide receivers gets traded. Um, it sounds like they want to keep Lockett, but they're not so sold on DK Metcalf yet as staying. Um, we'll have to see what happens. I would expect them to maybe take a shot on a quarterback, but I think they go try and find that guy that can fill in, you know, like what they did with Russell Wilson, right? Third round pick. Ended up working out for how many years? Almost 10, se- what, 10, 10 seasons and got a Super Bowl. In fact, they went to two Super Bowls, won one of them. It's not a bad deal. It's not a bad deal. Um, they do need help along their offensive line, though. They do need they need tackles um, at both ends. They have not re-signed Dwayne Brown. They have not re-signed Brandon Shell, and I don't know if they've got guys behind them that can really actually take over. Um, so I would expect probably with that ninth overall pick, probably looking at an offensive lineman, to be honest with you, and quite possibly with one of the two second rounders that they have. Um, it all just kind of depends on what falls there. If you're going to get an offensive tackle, that's going to start. It's going to be on the right side for those second round picks, that first round picks for that left tackle. Now, if they do end up getting the left tackle, they could resign Dwayne Brown or Brandon Shell to play that right tackle spot. That would make sense too. Um, on the defense, they need a little bit of everything. They need a lot of linebacker help. Um, corners weak. Um, there's no way that John Reed is going to be starting. And I swear to God, they better not let Artie Burns um, start opposite of Sidney Jones. Otherwise they might as well just quit for the season. It doesn't matter if they brought Justin Coleman in uh, to fill in in that slot role. They're going to be screwed. Uh, let's see, AFC North, we got 10 draft selections this year. Uh, they should focus on their offensive line. 
uh, specifically, maybe, maybe you see a wide receiver, but I don't think they're going to do anything until, like, say, the second round. I think they're happy with Rashad Bateman uh, matched up with uh, Marquise Brown, you know, and James Prochet. They have no interest in bringing Sammy Watkins back. Who would? Um, so this will be interesting because they could move Bateman to the outside and move Devin Duvernay up, who's been their return man. But um, they could they could flip Prochet too. They could flip Miles. Well, not Miles Boykin. Boykin they're souring on. Could be Tylon Wallace who gets a shot at that slot spot if they want to move Bateman to the outside. Uh, running back, they could go after another running back. I think if they do, that's going to tell you everything you need to know about J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards and what faith that they have that they can carry that offense on the ground. On the defensive side, you need a lot of help here. Um, Derek Wolf should be fine at the D-tackle slash D-N spot across from Michael Pierce, but they're going to need a nose tackle because they did not resign Brandon Williams there. Uh, linebackers, they should be fine, but this is a make-or-break year for Patrick Queen at that inside linebacker spot. Um, they need a corner to fit in where Jimmy Smith was. Um, they, of course, let Anthony Avert walk. Um, or they didn't let him walk. They cut him, and then he signed with the Raiders. Um, I can't believe I put cut, and then I put the Raiders on there. What am I thinking? So stupid. Sometimes I just brain fart when I'm working. So dumb. So dumb. It's not that I'm lazy. It's just that I'm just stupid sometimes. So we're going to fix that. There we go. Um, But he had Marcus Peters coming back, torn ACL last year, uh, even before the season started, so he should be fine on the other end. Marlon Humphrey's still in the slot, so they're going to need a corner. And like I said, corner and nose tackle. I think they, they they cover those two positions. They should be fine. So they can spend a lot of time on that offense. They really can fix it. You know, fix up where they need to on the offensive line. Uh, maybe go after a wide receiver. So quite possibly they might go wide receiver early now. Now that I look at it. Uh, let's see, the defending AFC North champions. Let's see here, or AFC North champions. Well, AFC North champions, AFC uh, conference champions, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. They did some work along the offensive line. I don't think they're still done. Uh, they can bring in a center here. Um, bring in a center after they cut Trey Hopkins. That moves Trey Hill up. I don't think they're going to be really happy with that. So, I mean, you might as well just add a new element in here, considering the fact that you have three brand-new starters in there in Ted Karras, Alex Kappa, and Lyle Collins um, to match up with Jonah Williams. You can go after your center. You can go after your center. You don't need to go after him high. So that second-round pick, maybe even that third-round pick, you can probably find your starting center there. Um, brought in Hayden Hurst at tight end, but that's not to say that they couldn't go after a tight end if they really liked one. Um, wide receiver, they're the wide receiver, they're good. Um, Tyler Boyd, I believe this is his last year, so they could go after a guy who can play in the slot. So pay attention to that. They could grab a wide receiver, um, not early, not earlier, probably later. So third round, that third round, fourth round pick, that's probably where they're going to grab him um, on defense. They're set pretty good. 
Um, I know they brought back Eli Apple. I'm not really all that happy with that. Uh, Chidobe Awuzie, Mike Hilton back, but they still probably want to attack corner. If they can get a stud, they're going to go after it. Um, outside linebacker, if they want to move up from Jermaine Pratt, that's going to be fine. Um, but otherwise, if they can build off what they were doing in the playoffs, this team's going to be really good again. Now, they're going to play a first-place schedule. We'll have to see what the schedule kind of holds, but um, they should be pretty good on defense. They do need a punter, by the way, so uh, I don't think they're going to let Drew Chrisman take over there. Could be wrong, but uh, I would expect him to go after a punter. Maybe as a UDFA. Who knows? Who knows these days? People are crazy. Uh, Cleveland Browns. Look pretty good along the offensive line. They need some depth, though, in there. They're set at quarterback now, so they're going to be fine there. Seven overall draft picks, by the way. They're good at running back. Uh, would be wise to re-sign Dearness Johnson. I'll have double-check, see if they actually did do that, but not going to do that now. They are set at tight end. Um, they let go of Austin Hooper, kept David Njoku, which is good. So David Njoku is in play. Deshaun Watson loves his, loves tight ends, so David Njoku is definitely in play. Uh, Amari Cooper there, of course. Jakeem Grant comes over, should fill in in the slot, um, rotating in with Anthony Schwartz there. Donovan Peoples-Jones across from Amari Cooper on the opposite side. Uh, so they should be pretty good. Seven. They have seven picks in this year's draft. Definitely need to focus at D-tackle. Um, where you have a couple of guys, um, couple of guys in there that you are not going to want starting for your team. Let's just let's just be nice about it and say it like that. Uh, you're also probably looking at an uh, outside linebacker, even an inside linebacker that can kind of um, rush a bit from the outside. In there, of course, we got uh, Awusu Koromoa who. Did not play last year. Um, he's coming back from injury, so he should fill in across on the other side. Anthony Walker in the middle should be good there. Now they do need to fix. Well, depending upon how they feel about Grant Delprit, and it feels like we talk about Grant Delprit the whole like each of the last two seasons. Of well, if he you know if he can stay not injured. If he can stay healthy, um, he'll fill in that safety spot left by Ronnie Harrison. But he can't stay healthy, so they're going to attack safety in there. Would ex uh, expect him to attack corner as well. Pittsburgh Steelers, seven draft picks in here. Now, they have started to work on the offensive line. They brought in Mason Cole uh, from Minnesota. Uh, should be their starting center as of right now. They brought in James Daniels from... Uh, Chicago, so that fills in for Hour at center and then Trey Turner at guard, so should be good there. Uh, still need an offensive tackle, still need another offensive guard, so would expect them to attack that. Uh, can they go after a quarterback? Absolutely. Mitch Trubisky is not the long-term answer, but he is what they need right now. Uh, wide receivers should be fine. They brought in Steven Sims. Uh, they have Steven Sims Jr. can fiddle in the slot. 
Um, they did uh, bring in Gunnar Olszewski, but he's probably going to be more of their returner guy. Um, Chase Claypool across from Deontay Johnson. Okay. You know what? They need to attack wide receiver too. <laughs> Um, but I don't think they're going to spend a high round draft pick on it. I think the earliest that they're probably spend it on is probably that fourth rounder, uh, the 138 overall. That's probably where they look at wide receiver um, in this year's draft. Uh, defense, I think they're going to be okay, even if they di- even if they drafted almost 100 percent in the uh, offense in this draft. I think they would be fine on defense. Um, they could build up a little bit if they if they're they re-sign Miles Killebrew because I don't think they're re-signing uh, Terrell Edmonds, so I think Miles Killebrew is going to be your starter with Minka Fitzpatrick back there at safety. Um, they will attack corner though. Uh, you do have a Keller Willispoon and Le- Levi Wallace across from him. Uh, they're going to let Joe Hayden walk here uh, in free agency. You got Cameron Sutton. Um, the real bad spot is that slot. If you're looking at Trey Norwood or Justin Lane filling in there, um, outside of say maybe Arthur Mollett or Cameron Sutton, maybe fitting in at that slot spot, which is, is, is quite the possibility. Um, so don't discount that, but I do see them probably attacking a little bit of corner, at least for depth wise reasons. Uh, AFC East, let's take a look at the Buffalo Bills. Offensive line is pretty stable from last year. They just need to get some depth. They have eight, eight picks in this year's draft. So they should be addressing that. Um, expect Gabe, Gabe Davis to take over for Emmanuel Sanders across from Stephon Diggs. And then you have the newly acquired Jameson Crowder now uh, filling in uh, for Cole Beasley, who was cut. Uh, your running back positions, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss for now. Uh, with Duke Johnson in there, it's probably going to be a little bit more Devin Singletary, Duke Johnson. I think Moss has fallen really out of favor here. So um, they have been a candidate to possibly go after Brees Hall, um, the running back from Iowa State. So they do have that 57th overall, the second rounder. The 1.25, the 25th overall pick, is probably a little bit too high for that for a running back. So that second rounder, it's all going to be right around that mid to late round, second round. That's when your running backs will start seeing some action here. Um, Moving on to the defense, you're looking at probably want to build up from Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds, man, he used to be really fucking good. And then all of a sudden he just kind of fell off one year. So... They may move. They may try and build up in there, but I'm not a hundred percent. Now they they do need they need corner. They need a corner. So that one point two five, that twenty fifth overall, that could be a corner because that's their real weakness right now on this defense is that corner because Levi Wallace went to Pittsburgh, and that left them with Dane Jackson, Cameron Lewis, and Nick McLeod on the one side. Opposite of Tredavious White, who, of course, is coming off the torn ACL. So um, corner, corner, corner. That should be their first-round pick, um, if I'm making any predictions here. We went over to the Miami Dolphins already, so I'm just going to go ahead 
and pass on the offense, uh, but we will look at the defense. Raquan Davis could be a candidate to get replaced in the draft at nose tackle. Um, they re-signed all their linebackers, so all those guys are safe. Uh, could attack safety where Brandon Jones and Eric Rowe are here in the uh, strong safety spot, but I kind of doubt it. Um, corner might be a, a thing to attack, but they do have uh, Ibanaje, Noah Ibanaje should be the guy that fills in. He's their high draft pick from last so last year or two years ago. I want to say it was last year. So he would be the prime guy to actually be in that slot. And they're filling in for Jason McCourty, who's still an unrestricted free agent. Uh, New England, we talked about the offense a bit. Um, we'll say, though, that they do need to build up um, offensive line depth. They need, actually, they should build up two two brand-new offensive guards if they can. They have eight draft picks, one, one, for, one first, second, a third, a fourth, two fifths, and two sixths. So I would expect them to attack the offensive guard. Offensive guard usually you wait on. Um, so that second or third rounders, even that fourth rounder, could be an offensive guard or two um, in this year's draft. They're pretty good at running back. Of course, quarterback, they're going to be fine. Wide receiver, now they're okay. I think they kind of took themselves out of the equation, although they could go after another wide receiver. But, you know, Nikhil Harry was also a first-round pick, so that could scare them off from doing it. Um, Defensive-wise, I think they're pretty good. Um, I don't think Terrence Mitchell is really a, a good fill-in for J.C. Jackson, who went to the Chargers, but I guess that's what we're doing here. Um, so... I could see them attacking corner. I think they're good at linebacker. Their defensive line is fine. And, of course, you got the two uh, returning safeties in Duger and McCourty. So I think they're good there. So, yeah, corners where they would attack if they went on the defensive end. Um, New York Jets, we have nine draft picks here. Uh, they just brought in Greg Zerline uh, to compete with Eddie Pinheiro. So kicker, we're all good. Um, offensive line is pretty good, although I would like to see them build up a little bit better depth than what they have. Uh, tight end, they're fine. They, they brought in, uh, CJ Ozoma and Tyler Conklin, uh, wide receiver. They're fine for now on paper. If they go and attack the offense, they're going to attack wide receiver and it could be that 1.1 1. 1, uh that 10th overall the 1.11 1. 1, 1, or 10 um that could be if they really wanted to get a stud they really wanted to get a stud if they said fuck it we don't care how much we gave Corey Davis we want a guy a big guy across from Elijah Moore that would be the pick right there but i think they're going to wait I think they're going to try and get those those guys that could have been first-rounders. Um, I think they're going to try and get them late in the, in the second round. I think that's going to be it. it that's kind of like uh, uh, one of them would be like Pickens out of Georgia, I think, is going to be a second-rounder. Um, he's a guy that if he, if he wouldn't have gotten hurt 
Um, he would have been he would have been a first rounder this year, hands down. He's that good. He's he's on par with Jamison Williams, in my opinion. Those are my those are kind of my two best wide receivers, I think. Um, on the defensive side, they've done a lot actually um, to really kind of build up uh, this defense. They brought in Jordan Whitehead at safety, DJ Reed a corner. Um, Jacob Martin, an outside linebacker from Houston, really good moves. So, but what they really need is they need defensive tackle help. Um, maybe a defensive end depends on how they feel about Carl Lawson. He got hurt before the year even started last year. Uh, their linebacking positions really need help. I doubt they're going to move on from CJ Mosley this year. They might next year. Um, but they're not going to let Hamza Nazareldine start at that linebacker position outside of or opposite of Jacob Martin, there's no fucking way. There is no way. Because even him, even his backup, Delshawn Phillips, there's no way. No way. So linebacker is going to be a focus. Linebacker linebackers, you're not going to spend that type of draft capital. You're not going to spend that four or that ten. Um the four would be a defensive end. Four would be a defensive end. I don't think you need to get a nose tackle. Or even a D tackle. Well, they can move on from Carl Lawson. Uh, if you get a guy, if you get a guy, an edge rusher that can play the outside linebacking position, you can fit him in in your four three, you take it. So I guess they could do that. Um AFC South, Houston, complete shit show. Complete shit show. Nah, it's not nearly as bad as what it is. Uh, but they do they do need to improve on the offensive line, just like they do every year. I mean, you got Tunsil, Justin Britt at center. You got AJ Can that you brought in at offensive guard. Heck is okay at right tackle. He's not good, not terrible. But they should move on from Lean Taylor at left guard. I don't know what they're doing there. Um, 11 picks in this draft. You know, they did this weekend just sign Marlon Mack at running back. So even though I have running back listed, I think it becomes less of a priority because they brought in Mack. So right now you have Marlon Mack, Rex Burkhead, Dari Agunbowale, uh, Royce Freeman, Scotty Phillips, and Darius Anderson. Uh, David Johnson is still an unrestricted free agent. I don't expect him to resign with Houston, of course. Uh, tight end is definitely a spot that they can go for. I, they're not going to have to use them. Probably a pick on that higher than that 2.37, um, for a tight end wide receiver though. I mean, they got a couple picks. They got the third overall, 13th overall. So they could go wide receiver in there. They don't really have, um, a slot wide receiver right now. Danny, Danny Amendola is an unrestricted free agent. They did bring in Deshaun Hamilton, who played for uh, Denver Broncos, but I don't see him as being a guy who can f- really fit in on that slot unless they're looking at Chris Moore. Um, defensive side, it's the same same positions. Uh, corner, D-tackle, D-end, and safety. Um, they need to improve from Eric Murray there at the safety position. Roy Lopez is the weak spot along the defensive line at D tackle. They need to, uh, improve from Derek rivers. Uh, so that's probably the 1.4. It's going to be that defensive end right there. 
would not surprise me whatsoever. But um, they also need a corner. That's probably not going to be that second or till that second or third round pick. Um, but yeah, I think they really do. Fo- they're they're going to focus on that defensive line this year. I think Murray Murray's probably got himself another year, another year there. That would be my thought process on that. Uh, moving on to Indianapolis, um, seven picks in this draft, no first round pick. Uh, so they can focus on building up at that offensive guard spot with that second-round pick. Uh, Will Freeze is right now their starting right guard um, because Mark Lewinsky went to the New York Giants, so they have a hole there. Um, they have a hole at offensive tackle, too. I don't know if Matt Pryor is really going to be your left tackle uh, that you're going to want to fit in there. And I don't know if... They really want to move Quentin Nelson out to the left tackle spot. I've heard something on that, and I thought it was quite... mm. So, as much as we love the Matt Ryan move uh, to the Indianapolis Colts, and of course we love Jonathan Taylor, this offensive line right now is scaring the shit out of me. Because I think everybody's looking at it as the same offensive line for like the last three or four years. And they're not putting into account that Glowinski loss. Um, losing uh, backup Chris Reed uh, to Minnesota. I mean, they lost a lot of depth here along this defensive or this offensive line. So right now it's, scary, it's really scaring the shit out of me. Matt Ryan can do what he can with a poor offensive line. We've seen that. Um, Jonathan Taylor can do things, you know, with a bad offensive line. But... If we really wanted to excel, we need that offensive line to improve. They also need a wide receiver, replace T.Y. Ty, Ty Hilton. Um, Mike Strachan is not a starter for opposite of Michael Pittman Jr., so um, I still haven't seen a Vashon Doolin has resigned, so we'll see what happens here. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, they're pretty, they're pretty set. Defense, I'm not really too worried about. Just backups and whatnot um, that need to get fit in here. So, yeah, I think it's going to be fo- a really big focus on the offense, trying to build that up, see what they can with this uh, with this draft in 2022. Uh, moving on now, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have 12 picks in this draft. 12. A first, second, third, uh, two-thirds, a fourth, a fifth. Four sixes and two sevens. Um, they seem to be set at wide receiver, but I would not be surprised to see them take a shot on another couple of young wide receivers here. Um, also need to build up offensive line depth. I think right now, as far as the running backs are concerned, they should be pretty happy with James Robinson and Travis Etienne, who's returning um, for you know, basically what's going to be his rookie year out of Clemson. Um, they should be happy there. Now they could focus on tight end. They have Evan Ingram for a year. They let pretty much James O'Shaughnessy leave. Uh, they have Dan Arnold, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised to take a shot on another tight end here. Uh, like I said, wide receiver, offensive line help. Um, probably, you know, anything to really kind of improve. Um, but I think a lot of their focus is really going to be on this defense. 
um, where they need to build up. They need to build up a T tackle, nose tackle, defensive end. Um, you can use a defensive end who can also you know play the run well. That would probably be what you ultimately want. Um, an inside linebacker. Well, they they brought in Foyside uh, Olokun. I don't know. I haven't said his name in forever, and I forgot how to say it already. Um, they should be good at a linebacker, although they could go after an inside linebacker to fill in there. They need a safety. They need a safety. They need to build up at the corner spots, uh, especially somebody that can play in the slot. That would be perfect. They need a lot of help on defense, so more than likely they're going to spend a lot of like that those six-round picks are going to be secondary secondary guys in there. Tennessee Titans. Let's take a look here. Seven picks overall. They really hmm, can look at wide receiver. Need to look at offensive line. That 1.26, that 26 overall, that could be an offensive tackle. Now, they brought in Jamarco Jones from Seattle, and right now he is listed as their starting right tackle. But in reality, if they use the 1.26, they get a stud OT out of this draft. They can move Jamarco Jones in. And I wonder if they would put uh, maybe move Nate Davis over to the left tackle spot and then put Jamarco Jones in at guard. Um, that would make their offensive line even that much better. But other than that, uh, you could see them spend a pick on a wide receiver. Now, they did trade for Robert Woods. They brought him in. He's starting opposite of A.J. Brown, uh, which probably shifts Nick Westbrook-Akeen into the slot. Chester Rogers not resigned. But you do still have um, the king of numbers, Racy McMath, there. So should be good. Um, and then on the defensive side... Uh, they have a really big hole at the inside linebacker spot where Rashawn Evans and Nick Zubner were. <clears throat> so they need to fill that spot. Um, that can easily... Pro well, that can eas eh, it's not as easy to fill as it can. Um, maybe trade a third with a fourth and get a second rounder and fill that spot in. I don't know. Um, they definitely need to upgrade their at that inside linebacker spot. Outside linebacker, I think they're okay now. Um, but you're probably looking at corner then, uh, which would be your fourth rounders, more than likely in this draft. So it's kind of what I would expect there. Um, now we move to ASC West. Last but certainly not least. Holy shit, we're here at almost an hour and a half. Um, so here's what we got. So... Denver has eight picks, eight selections in here. Really, right now on offense, all they really need, um, they can focus on maybe getting a tight end to back up, to be a true backup to Albert, Albert O. Um, you're looking at maybe some offensive line depth, uh, maybe a running back to complement Javante Williams because we do not have Melvin Gordon III signed yet. Like I said, the longer Melvin Gordon is sitting out there, the more likely he is coming back to Denver. So be careful with that. Um, could look at a wide receiver, to be honest with you. 
Uh, it's a new coaching staff. We don't know what they're going to feel about um, specifically like a guy like Tim Patrick. We love Tim Patrick here. We love him. Um, but Cortland Sutton is signed. Uh, Jerry Judy's only going to be in, what, his third year? So he's going to have a little bit of a leash with this coaching staff. Uh, they seem to be happy with him. So Tim Patrick is a guy that could get replaced in the draft. Um, although I don't think anybody in this draft can really upset him unless they use that second rounder. But I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be an offensive lineman. Uh, moving to the defensive side, they do need a guy to pair at at uh, safety with Justin Simmons. Uh, Kareem Jackson still unsigned. Uh, so that's going to be a spot there. They need cornerback depth uh, specifically, and then probably looking at a defensive end, maybe a D tackle. I don't know how happy they are with uh, McTelvin Agam and Draymond Jones being the starters. You know, they brought in DJ Jones uh, from San Francisco. I have him slated at the nose tackle position. They should be fine there. Um, but uh, they could move on from the two other guys. Uh, Kansas City, they have 12 picks. We kind of went over this here. Um, stud wide receiver, yes. Could they use a running back? Yes. Offensive line depth, yes. That's where they're going to really attack. Um, I don't know if they truly believe that Noah Gray is ever going to be the heir apparent to Travis Kelsey in this offense, so they could go after a tight end. Um, but I don't think they're going to spend a very high pick on a tight end. Now, they could use that second uh, second rounder on there. Um, but I think this is going to be primarily their defensive draft this year. Uh, they need lots of help at cornerback, uh, linebackers, uh, uh, D-tackle. Um, maybe safety, but I think cornerback is where they're going to really attack linebackers. And uh, D tackles. They can actually, actually, they do need a defensive end too. So, depending upon if somebody slips in that in that first round for those first two picks, that could be a defensive end. Get an edge rusher in there, edge rusher, or if you get a corner that you just can't pass up on, that would be up there. Uh, let's move on to Vegas. They have five picks in the draft. They don't do not have a first or a second. Uh, those were given up to the Packers, so they have a third, a fourth, two fifths, and a seventh. Um, they are pretty set, except for offensive guard. They need help. Actually, their whole offensive line needs help. That's why <clears throat> I have some worries here. Richie Incognito still is uh, unrestricted free agent too, so they have kind of a hole at the left guard position. And Denzel Good and Brandon Parker really aren't all that great on the right side of the line, so. Improvements need to be made. They need to be made. They also could use another wide receiver, but they did bring in Demarcus Robinson from Kansas City. Uh, should actually start ahead of Brian Edwards, who they haven't always been happy with, uh, to pair, pair along with Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro on the slot. That is a big motherfucker in the ring. Holy shit. Holy shit. I don't watch wrestling that often, so I see this guy. This dude's like seven feet tall and built his shit. Holy crap. Uh, on the defensive side, I think what we're looking at, I think you're looking at outside linebacker. 
Um, outside linebacker, corner, uh, needs some help uh, and safety because Jonathan Abram is not getting any younger and he is not getting any better. So uh, the defensive line looks really good. Linebacker's okay. But if they get a stud that they can get at the outside linebacking spot, I think they're going to take it. If you get a guy that drops down. Um, uh, otherwise, I mean, they've, they've got a shit ton of moves. Holy shit. They brought in 12 guys. They brought in 12 guys and dropped 15. That's a lot of moves. That's a lot of moves. Uh, last but certainly not least, we got the L.A. Chargers here. Uh, offensive line. Uh, is their biggest weakness, uh, especially at right guard and uh, right tackle. They let uh, they cut Brian Bulaga on there, and Ode Obushie, Obushi and Storm Norton. They're both um, free agents. Michael Schofield, free agent. Senio uh, Calamete is a, is a free agent, so they need to rebuild. A little bit of their offensive line that they were so happy about, you know, the last two years, um, and then it was even better with Rashawn Slater, who they drafted. So they're going to go back after a tackle, I think, at that one seventeen. Um, they have ten picks. They have their first. It should be an offensive tackle. Um, a third, a fourth, a fifth, two six, four sevenths. So they could package a couple of sevenths with six. Try to maybe get another fifth rounder. If they find a guy in there that can use a tight end, um, you could probably find one with that fifth or sixth pick. Uh, but offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. Um, I'm really kind of hoping that they re-sign Jack- Justin Jackson at least for one year. Um, then I think they'd be fine at running back. They wouldn't need to do anything there. They're fine at wide receiver right now. They're a little light in there, but I think they'll be fine. Um, on the defensive side, the only thing that I can say is um, corner. They haven't resigned Chris Harris, who's always who's been their slot corner for the last couple of years. Um, so if they don't resign him, they can always move uh, Michael Davis back there or Tavon Campbell back there um, to man that, and I think they would be okay. But they are better off actually attacking that in the draft. Um, getting that filled in. They also need an uh, inside linebacker uh, to fill in right next to Drew Tranquil. I don't think uh, Jamal Davis or Ameki Egbuli can fill that in. And then they need a punter. Need a punter. But that's like a you know an end of the draft type want or need, however you want to say it. But, I mean, that's... I didn't expect to go an hour and a half, but... I figured once I get started, we might as well go ahead and just, you know, finish the whole goddamn league out. And then uh, next podcast, the 305, we're going to start uh, taking a look at the, taking a look at this draft. And we're going to start with the skill position players. And if you want, we'll start talking about quarterbacks. But until then, hey, you all have a good night. Hopefully you're enjoying whatever you're enjoying. I'm going to check out this fucking wrestling bullshit. And I'm going to have fun doing it. But until then, peace out. Have a good one. Take care.